Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our Savior and Redeemer, amen. And so here, how to survive the shaking. And the Bible gives some interesting insights here. The condition of the shaking. What is the condition of God's people when we get a shaking? And there are some texts here. The experience among God's people. And if you, uh, it deals specifically with the remnant. And if you take your Bible, in fact, your, uh, your scripture reading. What was your scripture reading talking about? Let us see what your scripture reading is all about. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And there, Paul addresses his church in Corinthians. And he says, yeah, dear brethren, I could not speak unto you as all spiritual, but unto carnal. Here are church members, some are spiritual and some are carnal. Now, what is another word for carnal? Physical. Fleshly. Carnal. And yet, they are church members. You see here? Why don't they stay away? No, they still hope for the best until they come to the church. Isn't it tragic? So because you have then the spiritual and the carnal in the same congregation. You think that is fine all the time? No, you get some tensions, opinions, all kinds of things. And so that is then what Paul talked about. Now I can only give you the meat, not the, not the meat, the milk, because you're babes. And what is here, what is in sign of the babes? The sign of the babes is that, uh, you know, they say, oh yeah, I like that preacher. I like Pastor Voigt. But the other pastor I don't care for. I like Dwight Nelson. But the bachelor, no, no, no. And, and so they follow the speaker that pleases them most genuinely. Friends, where do we go to church? We go to church to worship. Not to hear special speakers. And even if you don't care for the speakers, remember there's always a scripture reading. And so you can turn the speaker off and you can go to your Bible. Pray about it. And if you do that, you still have a blessing. Because we go to church not to please the pastor, but to please our Lord Jesus. In fact, the Old Testament, the word worship is 
procrastinate. Prostrate. Prostrate yourself before the mighty. And adore him. Admire him. Read the word in the Bible. I said, praise God that there is a place on earth where we can come together. The world, the governments, they are fighting on big conflicts, major conflicts, shutdowns. But in the church, there is not a shutdown. There is an open door. An open door to the Father through Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. What do you say? Marvelous. And so, what are now some of the conditions? And if you go then to Joel, okay, we go then to Joel, chapter 2. Verse 15 through 17. What do we see there? Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sanctify a fast. Call a solemn assembly. Gather the people. Sanctify the congregation. Assemble the elders. Gather these children and those that suck. So everybody is called to the temple. And then... Verse 17, let the priests and ministers of the Lord weep between the ports and altar and let them say, spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine inheritance to reproach, that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, where is your God? So, you know, so in other words, the pastors, the leaders are so concerned about the people because of their condition. <clears throat> then in James. James. Now what do we read in James chapter 4? <clears throat> chapter 4 verse 7. So 10. What do we see here? Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hearts, your sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted, and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning, and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourself in the light of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Now here are some very sober things, but some positive things also. The Lord will lift you up if you meet those conditions. So he speaks here to the church. And what does the church do? Have dirty hands. They're sinners. They're impure. Double-minded. What a congregation is that? Who would like to pastor this? And so, friends, those are conditions for the shaking. If nothing helps, the Lord needs to shake. Again, in Zephaniah, chapter 2, verse 1 to 3, you find another section. 
and whatever, but you understand about that. And so what is now the experience during the last church period? Our period, the last period. Revelation 3, verse 15 through 17, which is especially relevant for us today. And what does verse 15 say here? No, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I would you were cold or hot. So then, thou art lukewarm, because you're lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my, your mouth. Because you say I'm rich, increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. And so even if the condition is poor, what does the Lord say? Call on me. Call on me. And ask for what? For what? Buy gold right in the fire. That thou mayest be rich. White raiment. That thou mayest be clothed. And that the shame of your nakedness does not appear. And anoint thy eye with eyesalve. That thou mayest see. And so all those things here, friends, are not good. But the Lord gave the message, the remedy. And so here then, the solution is a testimony that revives God's people. And if you hear only pleasant, comfortable messages, yeah, there is time for those things, but not all the time. So here are some spirit of prophecy insights. The effect of the straight testimony that people may not like. And, you know, the topic is here today, how to survive the shaking. So you may hear certain messages that you're not familiar with, but don't throw them out. It reveals the condition among God's people. It reveals two classes of people, the spiritual and the carnal. Those who accept the testimony, those are the spiritual, and those who oppose them are carnal. Why? Why the straight testimony? Its purpose. Second Spiritual Gifts, page 283. Quote, By some there is a shunning of the living testimony. Cutting insight, cutting truth, must not be shunned. It needs something besides theory to reach hearts now. Remember, it is not the theory. It needs the shining, no, the stirring testimony to alarm and arouse that will stir up the enemy's subjects 
and can and then honest souls will be led to decide for the truth. See? Something besides theory we need. And the observation, it is God's mercy to, in God's mercy, to reach the honest persons. So why does God give such a powerful testimony? Because he cares, he loves people, and he wants to stir them up. The shaking will lead to decisions for the truth. People need to take them. Why the straight testimony? Its purpose. Again, Second Spiritual Gifts, page 283 and 284. Sins exist in the church that God hates, but they are scarcely touched for fear of making enemies. Opposition has risen in the church against the plain testimonies. When the church departs from God, they despise the plain testimony and complain of the severity and harshness. It's a sad testimony, it's a sad evidence that the lukewarm state of the church. So the observation is God's way of eliminating sin. So sometimes God is powerful and speaks loudly to eliminate sin. Who gives the straight testimony? God's caring intervention. Again, the same thing. Second Spiritual Gifts, page 284. Quote, Just as long as God has a church, he will have those who will cry out and spare not who will be his instrument to reprove, what does he reprove? Selfishness and sin. And will not shun to declare the whole counsel of God whether men will hear or forbear. Now that takes guts, doesn't it? If you are sent as a pastor and you preach those messages, are people loving it? Maybe some, but many not. Observation. God has not left his church alone. He has his faithful who dare to give the whole counsel. So there are faithful people. And it is a God's mercy. How to bring the testimony? Here is the preacher. The preacher's calling. Preachers should have no scrupulous to preach the truth as it is found in God's word. Let the truth cut. I have been shown that why ministers have not more success is because they are afraid of hurting feelings, fearful of not being courteous, and they lower the standard of truth. 
I saw that God could not make such successful. The servants of God must cry out, aloud and spare not, and leave the results with God. Now that's very interesting. That preachers proclaim a message and don't worry about the results. Leave it up to the Holy Spirit. Some will oppose, some will accept. Here it is. Remember, in the church what you have? The carnal and the spiritual. Will the spiritual reject those messages? Oh, no. But the carnal will do this. And so here then, don't have scrupulous. Share the good news that the Lord gives you. And so the observation is proclaim the truth of God's word and leave the results with him. Again, how to bring the testimony. Urgent call to leaders to weep. Quote, the Lord's restraining spirit of God, the restraining spirit of God is even now being withdrawn from the world. Hurricanes, storm, tempest, fire and flood, disasters by sea and land follow in quick succession. Haven't we experienced this last year? And the year before? Tsunamis, hurricanes, the tremendous fire that are incredible what takes place. And what are those signs to wake us up? She writes further. Could the curtain be rolled back? Could you discern the purposes of God and the judgments that are about to fall upon the doomed world? You would fear and tremble for your own souls and for the souls of your fellow men. Earnest prayers and heart-rendering anguish would go up to heaven. You would weep between the porch and the altar, confessing your spiritual blindness and backsliding. Now, how many of us have wept because of the condition of the church? You know? If you want to find some good reasons to weep for our church today, don't go back after your fellowship meal. Stay here and hear what is happening today. It is really sad. But at the same time, the more you know about this, the more you can call upon the Lord. What do you say? You know? Write to our leaders and plead with them because it seems that generally some leaders get only positive messages. Friends, here is our mission. Observation, the time of shaking is in the very near future. How to bring the testimony? Call to weep for souls. Review and Herald, April 23, 
1908, that is just before Ellen White died, she calls upon to weep for our souls. Quote, the work of the faithful minister is no child's play. Earnest, untiring effort is required to wrench the prey from the hands of the enemy. Because in our church, Satan is working too. Whatever the trials and difficulties that the ambassador of Christ may have to meet, it is his privilege to carry them all to God in prayer. He can weep between the porch and the altar, pleading, Spare my thy people, O Lord, and give not thine inheritance to reproach. And by the study of the scriptures and earnest wrestling prayer, he may become a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. What do you say? Beautiful counsel. But the minister has to wrestle with this. And it is not easy for him. So pray for your minister. Who, who is praying weekly for the minister? You should do it daily. Right? Uphold his hands. Uphold his children. Uphold his, his wife. <clears throat> Who will survive the shaking? The characteristics of these, those who sh are shaken out. Fifth volume of the testimony, page 80. Quote, The days are fast approaching when there will be a great perplexity and confusion. Every wind of doctrine will be blown. The, those who have rendered supreme homage to science falsely so-called will not be the leaders then. Those who have trusted to intellect, genius, and talent will not then be stand on the head of rank and file. They are self-sufficient, independent of God, and they cannot, he cannot use them. And so here the observation is, those who trust in intellect, talent, are useless in God's eye. God wants people who know they're insufficient, but they go to him and cry out, Lord, give me the power. Give me the Holy Spirit. Give me divine appointments today. Is it marvelous? And you can have every day divine appointments. Who will be shaken out? Those who are not covered by Christ. Five Testimonies, page 81. In this time, the gold will be separated from the dross in the church. True godliness will be clearly distinguished from the appearance of tinsel of it. Many a star that we have admired for its brilliancy will then go out in darkness. All who assume the ornaments of the sanctuary but are not clothed with Christ's righteousness will appear in the shame of their own nakedness. 
Oh, how sad. And so, who will, the, who will be shaken out? Those who are not close with Christ's righteousness will be shaken out. Those people who are close with Christ's righteousness will stay in the church. You will not leave this church because you are the salt that keeps this thing together. And here, many a star that we admire for its brilliancy will go out in darkness. Who are they? If you know the history of our church, Moses Hull, and he, he was a great evangelist, he became a spiritualist, and wrote the spiritualist Bible. Can you believe it? And I have been reading the correspondence in Ellen, between Ellen White and him, and how she pleads and cries out to him. And yet, it didn't work out. Here again, you have Brother Kenwright, who wrote the great, who wrote uh, books against the Adventist Church that are now not still being used by many evangelicals and Baptists and Church of God people. And he left the church. <coughs> Here, the brilliant John Harvey Kellogg, he was God's special instrument. God selected him to brought the health reform message to a brilliant success. And yet, he didn't like the criticism that the Lord gave to Ellen White, and he left the church. Here he is. And then, recently, Desmond Ford, and I have been involved in the meetings with him. Brilliant man. And yet, he left. And then, the senior editor of Christianity Today, a non-Adventist magazine, David Neff, also left it. I mean, I studied with him and his wife, and yet, unfortunately, they left. And she became an Episcopalian. Tragic. And so, friends, don't be shaken out. Who will be shaken out? Those who disobey the truth. You know the song, trust and obey, trust and obey? For there's no other way. That is the way to salvation, friends. In Faith to Live By, page 336, Elamite says, as the storm approaches, a large class who have professed faith in the third angel's message but have not been sanctified through obedience to the truth, abandon their position and join the ranks of the opposition by uniting with the world and partaking of its spirit they have become to view the matters in nearly the same light as those. And when the test is brought out, they are prepared to choose the easy way, the popular way. They become most bitter enemies of their former brethren. Isn't it tragic? 
The bitterest enemies come from within, not from without. And so here then, are you uniting with the world? The observation is, failure to be sanctified, sanctified made holy through obeying the truth. Peter writes about it, that by obeying the truth, our character are formed. We are changed in the image of God by simply obeying. But you said, you know, I have tried it. I'm weak. So if you are weak and have tried and not successful, where do you have to go? To Jesus. There is power in Jesus. And there is power in his blood. I can preach, but I can't give you the power. Your pastor can do that. That is your homework. Homework. Day by day by day. Paul says, I die daily. Dying for what? Of the world. And then you are making, being made alive through Jesus. Isn't it wonderful? Wonderful messages. So who will be shaken out? Attitude towards human talents, manuscript 15, 1886. Quote, our faith cannot be vested in any man. We need Christ's righteousness. We need Jesus ever by our side. He is a rock. It is by his might that we can conquer and by his righteousness that we are saved. When I see man exalted, and praised and extolled as almost infallible, I know that there must come a terrible time of shaking. And so the observation, those who trust in human talents over Christ's righteousness as a rock, they will leave, they will leave. Who will be shaken out? What is your attitude towards the truth? Review and herald. March 19, 1895, or in last day events, page 173. (coughs) Quote, the Lord is soon to come. There must be a refining, a winnowing process in every church. This church also? Also it, for there are among us wicked men who do not love the truth and honor God. And he said, Pastor, this goes too far. I cannot see any wicked person in our church. But what the Bible defines as wickedness is a little different than we do. Wickedness is saying no to Jesus and chose Satan. That's wickedness. Our crucified Jesus, who gave everything to you, everything, had to say, no, thank you. That is wickedness. And as a result, the death of Christ will not be counted against you. No, because you have to pay with your death your own penalty. Who wants to do that? Who wants to go through the second death? 
nobody with a good mind take Jesus. He died for you. He gave everything for you. And remind yourself every day what a sacrifice it was for him. But he did it because he wants you to be in heaven with him forever and ever. Can you imagine with a loving God to spend trillions and trillions and trillions of years and there is never an end to it? Fantastic. And we put all our marbles here in those few years that we have to live here. Friends, we have to rearrange our priorities. And so the observation then is, those who do not love God and honor God, they will be shaken out. The attitude towards God's cause, early writings, page 50 and 51. Here it is. Quote, the mighty shaking has commenced and will go on, and all will be shaken out who are not willing to take a bold and unyielding stand for the truth and to sacrifice for God and his cause. Thank you. I cried to God, spare his people, some of whom were fainting and dying. Said the angel, all the thunderings and lightnings of Mount Sinai would not move those who will not be moved by the plain truth of the word of God. Neither would an angel's message awaken them. See, take God's word as it is, friends, as it reads. It is not difficult. In fact, Ellen White says that it was written for the scholar and the common people. And then she says, the common people, guided by God's Holy Spirit, have the truth as it is in Jesus. Isn't it marvelous? There is hope for each one of us who didn't go to Andrews University. No. Oh, yeah, you can come there. But it is not necessary. My friends, who will be shaken out? Those failing to stand boldly for the truth and sacrifice. Attitude towards the divine light. Quote, you may point to some of our leading brethren who have not accepted and rejoiced in the light given in 1888, but have intercepted themselves between the light and the people, that it should not reach them. But they must answer to God for their position. I'm sorry that you are in such a great blindness that you are unable to distinguish the voice of God from that of the enemy. Isn't it tragic? This is spoken to one of the leaders, and you can find this in the 1880 materials, page 331. Very light, very important. 
And so ultimately salvation depends on what are you going to do with the light that God gives you. God has lots of light. And the light that God gives me may be different from light to you. You don't need to worry about what God is doing with my soul. But know what God is doing with your soul. And every time when we ponder the word of God, he gives us new insights. And the question is now, what are you going to do with those new insights? It's, oh yeah, you know, this point is not a salvation issue, so I can neglect it. Forget about it, friends. If it comes from Jesus, and it comes from the Father, and the Holy Spirit impresses you, you better accept it. Instead of, oh yeah, you know, this is a little too much. Is Calvary too much for Jesus? He does everything to remove your sins. Give him a chance. What do you say? And if you don't, you will be shaken out. And so again, observation, those who do not accept the light from heaven will be shaken out. Attitude to the work of the Lord. This is the sixth testimony, page 331. And there you find out this quotation. If we only knew what is before us, we would not be so dilatory in the work of the Lord. We are in the shaking time, the time when everything that can be shaken will be shaken, the Lord will not excuse those who know the truth if they do not in word and deed obey his commands. What is dilatory? Intentionally delaying something or something, someone, intending to cause the delay, gain time or defer decisions. See, that is dilatory. Friends, if we fell in love with Jesus, that's all it takes. But if we don't fall in love with Jesus, we find plenty of excuses and obstacles. If we fall in love with our spouse, we can do things that will please her and not find excuses not to do it or not to give them sometimes a bouquet of roses. It was just Valentine. What did you do? Ah, oh, yeah, that's a Catholic, sir, you know, Catholic day. You know, don't, don't pay attention to it. Well, take another day. But surprise her. Surprise her. I learned the other day of a story of a guy who married, got married, and before he got married, every day the florist presented a rose. So she thought, okay, after he's married with me, that's the end. And it continues to do so. Amazing. And then he died because of cancer. She thought, that is the end. And it continues. He had put lots of money into the florist, and the florist delivered a rose until she died. Isn't it incredible? I wouldn't do it. 
No, I, I, I do repent she is alive. But I wouldn't give the florist a bank account to continue after my death. But this, you know, with Jesus, it's worth it to do everything. What do you say? And so here then, it continues. If we make no effort to insult to Christ, we shall be held responsible for the work we might have done but did not do because of the spiritual indolence. Oh, friends, observation, those who do not in word on deed obey Christ. Who will survive the shaking? How do we stand the test? Quote, at times I am worried in spirit, but when I commit all to God, his peace comes to me. I hear his voice saying, be still. And know that I am the God. I see that the time has come when everything that can be shaken will be shaken. We are in the shaking time. Be assured that only those who live the prayer of Christ, working it out in the practical life, will stand the test. This is the manuscript releases, volume 21, page 346. And so the observation is those who live out the truth in practical life. How did you will do it? What, are the, what is your attitude towards spiritual darkness? Early writings, page 270. Quote, I saw some with strong faith and agonizing cry pleading with God. Some I saw did not participate in this work of agonizing and pleading, they seemed indifferent, resisting the darkness around them. And it shut them out. Friends, how to survive? Focus daily on the highest priority of life. Matthew 4, 4. What does it say? Men should not live by bread alone. But then here, quote, the food that we eat at one meal does not satisfy us forever. We must daily partake of food. So we must daily eat the word of God that the life of the soul may be renewed in those who feed constantly of the word of God, Christ. Christ is formed the hope of glory, a neglect to feed, to read, and study the Bible brings spiritual starvation. Our high calling, 209. And so how you see how important it is. And I praise the Lord that we have as a church this daily reading plan. Revived by his word. Can I see hands who are on this daily program? I see a few hands. You know, the German conference has now for several years... There's a plan, and the whole church can participate. We presently are in the book of Numbers, and every day we read a chapter. And then by the time that we are through the Bible, it's general conference session. Marvelous. And, uh, but in the United States, I see that this has not been promoted very strongly in the churches. I, in one of our church, in one of my tours, I had a whole group from South Africa. 
And when we were in the, on the coach there, every day they read a chapter in the Bible. I said, why do you do that? Oh, he said, all our people there in South Africa that are Adventists are following this plan. We want to be a part of God's people. Just like you have your Sabbath school quarterly, you know, and you do it every week. There is a Bible reading program, my friends. Our family does it. Our children do it. And this is marvelous. It is bread. Bread to the soul. And so our observation is, daily Bible study renews the life of the soul. How to survive? Focus daily on the highest priority in life. First Testimony 134 and 135. Quote, I saw that the young and old neglect the Bible. Especially are the young guilty of this neglect. Most of them are ready and find plenty of time to read almost any book. But the word that points to life eternal is not per perused and daily studied. The precious import, important book that is to judge them is the last, in the last day is scarcely studied at all. Observation, do not neglect the daily study of the Bible. And so how survive the shaking here is some practical counsel. Read the early Adventist experiences. Quote, the record of the experiences through which the people of God passed in the early history of our work must be republished. There's a letter 106, 1908, 1903. says it is important to read it because of the energy it gives you. The experience of William Miller and his associates, of Captain Joseph Bates and of other pioneers in the Advent message should be kept before our people. Again there, same letter. <coughs> Repeat the words of the pioneers in our work who knew what it cost in search for the truth as for a hidden treasure and who labored to lay the foundation of our work. Review and Herald, May 26, or 25, 1906. So here, by exposing ourselves to the early pioneers, there is a power that comes, that is amazing. There are treasures in the box. And maybe we should go to our ABC and buy some of those books. How to Survive the Shaking. Understanding the truth for our day, protect against the last day deceptions. <clears throat> the standard bearers who have fallen in death do are to speak through the reprinting of their writings to bear the testimony as to what constitutes the truth for this time. Council to Writers and Editors, page 32.
The history of the early experiences in the message will be a power to withstand the masterly ingenuity of Satan's deception. Letter 98, 1905. Yes, friends, those early experiences are powerful. How survived the shaking? Accept the messages of the spirit of prophecy as a testimony of Jesus. This comes from Third Selected Messages, pages 83 and 84. Man may get up scheme after scheme and the enemy will seek to seduce souls from the truth. But all who believe that the Lord has spoken through Sister White and has given her a message will be safe from the many delusions which come in these last days. What do you say? Is it marvelous? But do we read this? Those who accept these messages are protected against the last day delusions. And here is something that uh, anybody who has a iPhone or an Android phone or a uh, iPad or a computer can do. You can all download them for free. Free. Here it is. I have them on my iPhone, I have them on my iPad, and I have them on my computer. And wherever I go, if I have a minute to spare, I can just get them out and, and access this. Marvelous here. You look it up here, and it says here, To gain the higher education means to follow this, his word. Implicitly, it means to walk in the footsteps of Christ, to practice his virtues. It, it means to give up selfishness and to devote the life and to devote the life to the service of God. So quickly you can just get all those things. These are marvelous. And recently they just have released all the letters and manuscripts. How many pages? 50,000. Amazing. It's half of the collection because presently you have now 100,000 pages of Ellen White that the Lord has released. How many of pages have you read? That's a good question. Uh, I don't think I will, in my lifetime, finish the 50,000, but at least I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm blessed by it. And every day, we read with my wife a chapter in the Bible, and one of the letters and manuscripts of Ellen White. And friends, we are wonderfully blessed. And so how to survive this? 
Focus on the priority of preparing the second advent of Christ. Daily reading and studying the scriptures. Read and study the writings of the spirit of prophecy. Read and study the writings of the early Advent pioneers. Here you have your own assignment till the Lord comes, friends. Yes. What are you willing to do? How are you going to prepare? Don't you think that there are good suggestions? And I hope that this morning you will not be shaken out. Are you now going to take some steps to remain in the church? You have seen what you have to do. With God's help, it can be accomplished. So who would make to make a covenant with the Lord? To say, Lord, we will not be shaken out because I'm going to follow your counsels. May he see hands. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the decisions that have been made today. Thank you for the insight that you have given to stay with the church and not leave the church. May we rejoice in the light that you have given us. It will not be a burden, but a blessing. Bless our children, Father. There are so many temptations today that will try to suck them away from you. Help the parents to be alert to this. And also help the grandparents to pay time with their children, their grandchildren, and to lead them on the way everlasting. May we not waste any time to spend time with our children and lead them to the way everlasting. In Jesus' name and for his sake, amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.